specific reason for choosing castle of illusion and it's because i am currently working on a disney game starring mickey and friends with illusion in the name oh interesting fancy um so i wanted to go i i had a reason to want to go back and kind of i wouldn't say it's like the newest game in like the illusion series because i don't think that's necessarily like a thing yeah, I don't, and I don't I think don't that's know. how they're positioning it either. But I, you know, it was something where they're trying to kind of try to pull on nostalgics. People like remember Castle of Illusion and the there's like four different Illusion games and a remake of Castle of Illusion. And people remem- remember those really fondly. And I yeah. never played them. So I wanted to I wanted to play just to see what, you know, what it was like. And, you know, we'll in. 30 to 45 minutes talk about that but (laughs) but we probably won't talk about it for long because like there's not that much to it it's a short game and it's fairly straightforward so Mm -hmm. but in the meantime you and i haven't talked for a month welcome to the retro breakdown uh thank you what's going on oh oh the other people welcome i thought you well i mean you too us (laughs) uh i mean so i was just i was at my mom's helping out with some stuff there yep and um diablo came out Uh i have not you know we jokingly talked about how we were going to have some podcasts where uh, tears of the kingdom came out and we weren't going to have talked about them at all because we had to record a a bunch in in advance yeah and Uh laughingly being like oh man these people haven't played tears of the kingdom what what a bunch of scrubs and it turns out i haven't played tears of the kingdom yet (laughs) i also (laughs) haven't played tears of the kingdom but that makes a little more sense for you because you weren't necessarily planning on it. I mean, I still have in the back of my mind, like, maybe I should play Breath of the Wild first. Although the more I see about people building, doing these crazy Wait, hold on, hold on, engineering. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to interrupt you. I know nothing about Tears of the Kingdom. I know there's building stuff and that's oh, all I know. Okay. So, so don't talk about it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Sorry, sorry, Basically, sorry. Basically, that's all I was going to say is I've seen people building stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what that means exactly. Okay, cool. I, I um, will say nothing more. I don't know how I don't know what that means, because, like, I didn't really watch the direct. I just saw, like, a little bit of it, because, like, oh, that'll be fun. And now I, I've, I keep, <laughs> so, for, so for, like, two weeks, I stayed off social, any kind of, like, I don't even use social media, but, like, the, the Google... Um, oh yeah, like no news feed, no like reading <laughs> articles about it. Yeah, I figure another week or so, and I'm it will be oh be you know old hat because Final Fantasy actually even now it's a little bit because they had the game show a bit ago and oh know, yeah, that's released, kind uh, of like still happening this weekend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so now now people won't have as much as Zelda stuff going on, which is great for me, so I can go back to browsing headlines. <laughs> Well, I, um, God, what has happened since uh, I talked a little bit last week with Jesse, so I won't rehash it too much, but just to bring you into the loop, did finish Octopath Traveler 2. Very good game. Beat the super boss, which is actually more than I did in one. That's what I was going to ask. Was it, did it feel like a better boss setup? 
Okay. I, I mean, it feels similar. It does the same thing where I don't know if you're familiar with the Super Boston one, but you basically have to split your party of eight into two teams of four and yeah. use both of them. And they kind of like both do different things. It's a very, very, very difficult boss. And much like it was in one, there is basically like a very specific meta setup that you need to be able to actually pull it off. Oh, yeah. I I totally net decked the the, the setup for the first Octopath super boss. (laughs) I did, too, except that like I had a couple of missteps in mine. And yep. like I didn't have some <laughs> of the the highest level equipment, so I wasn't doing like quite as much damage as I could have been. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the super boss in one has like two hours worth of setup in the form of you killing other boss, like doing a boss rush of all of the other bosses to get back to it. I mean, quite literally, I was one shotting most of the boss because I, I lost the super boss twice and got it on the third try, I think. And, and the the. The, to get back to the boss, it's quite literally 45 minutes or something like that. And that's, yeah. Or maybe it's only 30 minutes. I don't know. But it's a long time of you just one-shotting 16 bosses before you get to the real boss. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I lost that a couple of times and then just, like, decided not to go back to it. This one is more straightforward. You just walk up the steps and the super boss is there. Oh, so that's... you can just okay. fight it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, I, I'm, I really want to play the game. Oh, I, I didn't, I, I mentioned, I didn't mention, oh, you know, here, you finish what you're saying. Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say that I finished it and it was very good and I don't want to talk too much about it because I kind of talked about the, uh, about finishing it last week. So for the viewers or the listeners rather, uh, this is not new, but I just wanted to tell you that oh, that's yeah. done. And then um, I've been sitting on this oh. for a while until I got further into it, but I started Chained Echoes. Chained Echoes. All right. How do you like it? Uh, it's good. I'm good, good or just like good. I don't know yet. It's definitely good. I don't know if it's like good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I really mean. Like, is yeah, is, I, is, I, is I know exactly what you mean. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm playing it consistently. Uh, when right, I'm well, not that's... playing it, I want to go back to it. But I don't know if that's out of like a desire to finish it, or if it's because I'm like really interested in what's happening in it. Um, one thing about Chained Echoes is, like, there is something that I think I had, like, an unintendedly negative reaction to. What's that? The point in the, in the trailer where they started showing mechs flying around. (laughs) That was the part where I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that was the point where I was like, I don't want that. (laughs) Giant mechs in my JRPG? Don't play Xenogears. (laughs) Part of the reason for that is because I was kind of afraid that um, it's a Gundam. <laughs> no, I was I was just afraid that it was going to take away from and kind of cheapen the like turn based combat. Ah, OK. Where it was just going to be this like this sort of OP thing where it's like get into your mech and you basically have like a power star. Sure. Is, Where is you're that just the case pulling over no? things. It's not. Uh, because they basically have it designed pretty well where there were there are areas where you can use the mech in an area that you've already been through on foot. Mm-hmm. Just fighting regular enemies so that if you want to continue to explore um, the random encounters, which aren't random, they're actually like Chrono Trigger style. They're placed on the map so you can sort of choose to run into them or not. You know, I know that because I caught 
um, five minutes of a Chained Echo speed run for GDQ this summer that was on at like four in the morning. I yeah, think. I have been thinking about going back to uh, watch that, except that I'm playing it. So, yeah, it seems silly to, to do that to yourself. Yeah. But uh, I will probably I'm like 30 hours into it. And my understanding is it's like 40 to 50. So I feel like I, I've been waiting to uh, I've been sort of holding back judgment on it until I get a little bit more into it. And the the story has started to take some interesting turns. Hmm, um, cool. Writing is generally very good. Um, I I like the battle system. It's got a really interesting uh it's got a really interesting system that I haven't really... I can't think of anything that I've seen that's like it before. It's called the... Uh, it's. I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, it's called the overdrive system. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was trying to think of the name. And I remember I, I was thinking over something. And I was like, overwork? No. So, yeah, overdrive. Yeah, It's yeah. overdrive and sort of in like overheat. And yeah. it's essentially it... There is a meter at the top of the screen, and most actions that you take in battle other than defending raise that meter. Sure. And you essentially want the meter to stay, like, out of the, like, 15 to 20% at the low and high end of it. Okay. What's What happens if you get in either of those directions? Well, if you stay in the middle... Then you're in overdrive and you do more damage, you take less damage, and all of your skills take half the, uh... Okay. Take, like, half of the uh, normal amount of skill points to execute. And this is a... This is... One thing that's really nice about Chained Echoes is that, um... You know how a lot of JRPGs kind of devolve into just mashing the attack button? Until you're done? Yeah. Um... I have almost never used the regular attack. Wow. It is like it is geared towards like use your skills. Those are your primary moves. That's cool. I like part of the reason for that is because they give you a lot of uh, they give you a lot of tech points, a lot of TP Mm -hmm. to uh, to execute them. And you full heal automatically after every battle for free. Okay, so it's it's really that's okay. That makes sense. I read something about how you can't power level in the game to the point where you are yes super broken like you can't you know do the the fight. leveling system is very similar to chrono cross yeah 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 where you essentially stay like you essentially get like some rewards from like standard battles mm-hmm. but you're not leveling you are leveling from boss encounters and a couple of other things mm, and equipment. Okay. So like, and the leveling is not really like the way leveling works is you basically have, I'll call it a skill tree, but it's really just, it's not a tree. It's just like a big list of skills. And there's some that are active. There are some like active battle skills. There are some passives. And then there are some that are just like raw stat upgrades. Okay. Um, and essentially, when you level up, you get one point to choose one of those things. And then that can may or may not be accompanied with other like passive stat upgrades. Does so the game? Like, so it'll be like, I'm going to I'm going to use my skill point to unlock this uh, fire move. And yeah. then it'll pop up and be like, and you also get, you know, HP plus three attack plus one defense plus one. OK, OK. Does does, does the game feel good to play without like, I don't know. 
knowing what you're supposed to do? Can you? Does it feel like you can kind of do what you want and still have a good time? Eventually. Oh. Um. It is. It is on rails for the first good little while. Um. Eventually, you open up like an airship and free exploration, and it's not like late game. It's like, okay. you know, it's like early to mid game. Yeah. Um, once you do, it actually very much encourages open exploration and going Just and do chill what you want. And do what you want. That's, mm-hmm. that's sweet. There's a um, there is a board. There's like a quest board that almost kind of looks like the Final Fantasy twelve license grid. Really? It doesn't work the same as the license grid, but it is basically a like it is basically a big achievement list. Ooh, all right. And they pop up as you visit different areas and it'll be like, you know, and it's stuff like uh, find all of the treasure chests in this area. Find all three hidden areas, uh, kill however many of these enemies in this area, uh, kill these sort of like unique sub boss type monsters that come out under under certain sort of like hunting quests. Yeah, I was gonna say I love the I loved the hunts in Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, so they come up and there's like certain unique enemies in, in certain areas that you can that will pop up. Like there is one on the beach that only comes out if you've taken all of the body armor off of all of your characters. <laughs> what? Because you're supposed to be like sunbathing, right? Right, right, right. So it's like everyone's gotta get naked and then this uh, and then this uh this unique enemy will pop up. <laughs> So it's fun little conditions like that. Um, yeah, what you get from enemies is um, is points which add up very, very like skill points that add up very, 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 very slowly mm-hmm. that you can use uh, over time to upgrade your skills. So like each each skill, whether it be like passive or active, kind of has like a, a level one, level two, level three to it. Mm-hmm. And they are fairly they're fairly small upgrades sometimes it's just something as simple as like oh this will take like five less uh tech points to execute or it'll do five percent more damage when you upgrade it and when i say very slow i mean like you're generally getting like you know depending on where you are in the game like one to 15 sp at the end of each battle Upgrading one skill, one level is like 300. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's, it's some Final Fantasy V kind of like, yeah, it's, it's going to take a bit of grinding if you want to. It's a slow burn. Yeah, like if, if you want to do that early, you're going to have to find a way to either cheese the forced encounters or. Yeah, it's very clearly built and, and balanced in a way that like you don't it doesn't want you to grind. It wants right. you to just go. The way it wants you to grind is via exploration. Is by going around and finding stuff, because what happens is uh, you get SP a lot faster by sort of unlocking those little squares on the grid that are saying, like, you know, uncover the hidden areas or fight however many of these or go finish this side quest. Right. Yeah. Um, And then what it does is it has a uh, it gives you additional rewards for the number of those that you chain together. Before before going back to town or something or what? No, they're on like a they're on a almost like maze like grid, like almost like a Scrabble board. All right. Like each square, each square on this board is like one quest or one objective. Mm -hmm. So the longer 
your the longer your chain, your like line of of like connected completed rewards on that your on that grid. Echoes? No, that refers to a different thing. Oh, okay. That's a that's a that's a lore thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I won't get into it because it's kind of spoilers. It's actually pretty cool. All right. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's like the more of them that you have that are connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I sort of say it's like the license board is because the like the, you have to like unlock the one thing to get to the next thing. That's how you get. Um, that's how you get additional rewards. And those are generally really good rewards like grimoire shards, which are basically level ups. Uh, so it's so it really does want you to like explore and do the quests. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the that's that's effectively grinding then. Yes. Yes. Oh, OK. So you can still and, grind. It's just not grinding in the in the typical sense. Yeah, it's 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 grinding with purpose. It's not just mindlessly going in and fighting the same thing a hundred times until you have enough levels. Uh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, so it's really the, good. The reason I'm bringing it up is because this was a complaint from somebody that was saying that they one of the reasons they like about our JRPGs is that they like grinding to feel super strong and mm-hmm. BOP, blah, 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 and how this game didn't have that. I was like, yeah, oh, you'll not be doing bad. that here. Uh, but you, well, you, it sounds like you kind of do. You just don't do it in battles. Well, like... It's can, still like you can get stronger, yeah. but the thing is, the game kind of expects you to. Mm, so okay. you never really get OP. The game kind of stays in balance. Yeah, all right. All right. Which is good because like, you know, I'm getting to um, I'm getting to, you know, story boss fights after do. I'm used to doing a ton of side questing and, and then, then getting rolling. to the next story battle and just blowing it away. Yeah. And that's not happening here. And it's been actually really nice to kind of stay engaged and feel like these fights actually are meaningful. Yeah. yeah um, I had a really good one. You know, like, you know, the scripted loss is kind of a it's a it, time honor tradition. Sure. Um, I had I, I got to one and I, again, I can't say too much about it because it's spoilers, but I got to one yesterday that was probably the best um, the best version of a scripted loss mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. What? Because it is a scripted win where the boss is not even taking you seriously. <laughs> he's like, I... he's just toying around with you. Oh, man. Um, And it, and it plays out in mechanics. So he starts out by doing like his first couple of attacks, like put the fear of God in you. You're like, oh, crap, because first of all, you're fighting him in the mechs. Right. And what what has been established up to this point is when you're in the mechs, like generally speaking, you have a totally different move set. The battle system is slightly different. The way overdrive works is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're essentially a roughly 10 times stronger than you are on foot. Like yeah, it's pretty strong. Yeah, you are on foot. You're doing like, you know, hundreds of damage. And in the mechs, you're doing thousands to ten thousands of points in damage. Holy crap. So like it is. And there are certain enemies that are massive that will just like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got a max of 250 hit points. And this thing just hit me for six thousand. <laughs> Get in the robot Shinji. <laughs> right. 
So, like, it's very clear which things are supposed to be fought in the mech. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, kaiju-tier monsters. <laughs> right? They're massive things. Um, this guy is just a dude. Right? Yeah, he's just, just he's... there, and you're fighting. He's one guy and his, like, girlfriend or whatever. And you're sitting there in front of him with four mechs. And this should be a wash, right? Mm -hmm. His first two attacks, he snaps his finger and drops one of your mechs to one hit point. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Okay, that's scary. <laughs> and then he starts like, he starts doing like self buffs that are extremely scary. And the text really drives this home, right? Yeah. So like... Um, he's doing these finger snaps where he drops you to one hit point, and then he's like, you know, and then it'll be like, oh, now he's watching you, uh, now he's watching you curiously. Oh right? my god. Like, skipping a turn. Yeah, so you're getting kind of spooked a bit. Yeah. And he's like, what is he doing over there? Meanwhile, like, the girl in the background is like, you know, the, the first line is like, June is just chilling. <laughs> oh right? Oh god. And then it gets to like, and then she eventually does like, uh, June, June buffs her agility and she comes out and she does a buff and it's like agility up. Agility is like, uh, how, like you're, it's turn based. So it basically affects turn order. Okay. And then she gets like six turns in a row and it's like, oh dear God. Oh, that's ridiculous. And then she just wastes three of them. And then she's like, and then she undoes the the agility the buff. buff, and she's like, June was just messing with you. Oh <laughs> and then the other dude starts like he starts doing the countdown to the ultimate attack. Right? Like the, like the, the, the three, two, yeah, one. Mega flare is coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he counts down and he's like, here comes the ultimate attack. It does one damage to everyone. And then it's like, yeah, he was just playing around. Oh, my God. So after he after he establishes that he can just drop your hit points to one <laughs> with a snap of a finger. And then, of course, like the dialogue leading into this is like, well, I have to at least appear to put up a fight because it seems like he kind of like he's supposed to be on the other side, but he's clearly working for like third party. Oh, he's he's a. Uh... Uh, he's he's ocelotting them. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a mysterious third party and his yeah. his motivations are unclear. So <laughs> he's like he's he's kind of helping you, but he has to appear to be on the other side. Sure. But yeah, like he's probably just manipulating you as well. <laughs> so he leads in with his whole like, oh, I have to at least appear to to put up a fight. And then it leads into this where he just he's just screwing around and then. When you quote, he lets you like, quote unquote, win the fight. Right. Yeah. And he, he monologues at the end of it where he's like, ah, that's enough. You are skilled in close and long range combat and you can even use magic. I'm clearly no match for you. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, you, you little shit. Because you know he could wipe you in two seconds if he wanted to. Absolutely beautiful. Like, you are you are blowing him away with, like, maximum power mech shots. And he's just like, you know, at, 
at a certain point, the girl in the background is like June in the background spends like the last like 15 turns of the fight just being like June is bored now. Yeah, June's ready to move on. Yeah, she's done with this. June's got some shit to do. <laughs> so, yeah, it like the whole thing just sets up as like you are not even worth entertaining. Yeah, you're just a blip. Yeah, this is this is a god tier threat and you are a mosquito. And then to have him like patronize you with like, ah, oh, I'm no match. Go on and do what you were doing. I will stand aside. I I surrender. I apologize it's like, for oh wasting your God, time. Oh my God, I hate it. Yeah, right. It feels worse than actually losing. <laughs> yeah, because actually losing in a scripted fight is just like whatever, because it's going to yeah, always, yeah, yeah. like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but being given the win and then have him mocking you for it is like. Yeah, mm. being toyed with, like with mechanics in battle for like five to ten minutes and then like and then having that put the fear of god in you because like you literally there's nothing you can do that's like making him even flinch and then him being like ah i can't you're just too strong guess you'll just have to go ahead i can't stop you after he basically already said he was going to do that it's it sucks, man. But it's really brilliantly written. It sounds it sounds perfect. Yeah, I was so I was thinking about buying the game when it was first coming out. I want to say it came out in December ish. That sounds right. Last year, around mm -hmm. then. I wanna say it was like maybe maybe it was late November, early December, I don't know. But I remember there being a a, a neat physical edition of the game that they showcased that was gonna come out later. I was like, oh, cool. It comes with, you know, like an old school kind of collector's edition sort of thing. I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of want that. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I decided not to buy it because it was I, once once it, once it's it's a very slippery slope where it's you look at one collector's edition, you're like, oh, that's cool. Then you look at the next one, you're like, oh, that's way cooler. I should get that yeah. one. Yeah. Like, oh, that's $300. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, eh, the real game's 25 bucks. <laughs> so that feels stupid. So I'm like, oh, I'll just wait. Never mind. Uh, yeah. So, but hearing you talk about it makes me want to play it again. Yeah. I, I definitely would like to... I want to play this one, and I want to play the Sea of Stars or whatever. Those yeah. Two. That's oh. honestly the one that I've been more excited about, because mm -hmm. um, Sabotage Studio made The Messenger, and The Messenger is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That's, you've, you are not the only person to tell me that. Um, And I'm really, really excited what they... Uh, I am really, really excited about what they can do with a uh, with an RPG setting. Yeah, it looks um, pretty. But I I feel also like Chained Echoes and Sea of Stars is are two in like a deluge of games that were like, we're making a Chrono Trigger inspired RPG. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when, even when it says that, my first thought now is just to roll my eyes like, uh-huh. Yeah. Every every JRPG is technically a Chrono Trigger inspired JRPG because anyone yeah. that's played JRPGs has played Chrono Trigger. Yeah, so. and and like, and that is naturally going to influence you because that's just part of your understanding of what the genre is. <laughs> that being said, um, early on they take some pretty direct strokes. Like, <laughs> really, there is there is no <laughs> lie a bit where you are gallivanting around a festival with a princess under a fake name 
and then you have to take her through a forest to deliver her back to the castle. No. <laughs> and. <laughs> no, that's goofy. And her fake name is Len. Mm. Mm. Which is like lean, but with an extra N, with a double N instead of a double E. <laughs> So what I will say, and this is part of the reason why I'm glad I didn't talk about this until I was fairly for, uh, until I was like further on into it. Yeah. Um, For the first few hours, it feels like they are aping their inspirations a little too hard. It's a little it's, it's laying on thick. Yeah, it's laying on a little like it's it's like I can I can appreciate homage, but it's a little too close. Sure. Um, now that I am further into the game, it is doing a very good job of establishing its own identity. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not just doing that. It just, you can, if you're familiar with, like, a lot of SNES-era RPGs, you can feel what they're doing immediately. Sure. But then, like, it takes a little while to get going, but once it really establishes, like, its world and its conflicts, um... It's actually it's handling them very well and it's doing some things that are not um that are not as borrowed. <laughs> so I I can honestly say that while it starts like feeling a little too much like a copycat project, um it's not. If you if you give it time to grow and be its own thing, it, it it's it, it it does its own thing. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, I mean, oh, jeez, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrate, everyone at home. Get some water. Man, I've, I've, I've had this cough for a while. It just won't go away, and was, I was getting stuck there. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely a game I, I have on my list of games to play. The problem is that I haven't played Breath of the uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom yet because I was waiting to play it with Leticia, and then when I got mm -hmm. home, Diablo Four was coming out, and then Diablo Four is just one of those games that I, I want to play really bad. So I've yeah. Been, playing that nonstop. In fact, I'm, I'm sort of glad that there's not a hours played at this particular moment on my character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because most nights I've slept like three or four hours for the last week and a half just so yeah. I could play more. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, um, uh, Chained <clears throat> Echoes is actually the game that I'm playing between Octopath Traveler and my next planned, um, my next planned project, which is uh, Advance Wars. Hmm. I haven't bought it yet, but I, I've more I've more or less decided that I'm going to spend one of my uh, Nintendo vouchers on that. Yeah, I it, mean, it, that's that seems like a Dean game. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I've been thinking about playing it for long enough and I still want to play it. So I might as well just get it and do it. I think that makes sense. I, so I was thinking about buying it as well. And then I was like, well, should I just pull out my Game Boy Advance um, copy? Yeah, see, that's the thing for me is I never played the original. Yeah, yeah. So, so it it would be fun to. I mean, if I end up playing it, we could do a podcast on it too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I would. I would like. I would like a maybe having an excuse to play it would help me finish it because I I ha I don't have the second one, but I have the first one on Game Boy Advance, and I played through like half of it, and then I put it down one day and just never picked it back up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know what? It's easy to do that with tactics games. I've done it with like two or three different Fire Emblem games. Oh, yeah. Fire Emblem is my bane of of I don't I've those games drag towards the end. I don't I'm trying straight to think, up. Have I ever finished a Fire Emblem game? 
Oh, no, I finished. I did finish three houses. Did I know I... I thought you did. I thought we talked about this. Well, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't. And then I went back and finished it. Yeah, 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 yeah same yeah, as yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah. Like yeah, a year yeah. later. I was trying to remember in my because I was like, I know the endings for all the houses because I watched everything on YouTube and then it was all right, blended right, right. together because like I'm not playing this game three more times or two more times to see everything else. I just want to see it on the on the internets. I've finished. Um, I finished three houses. I finished Awakening. I did not finish Fates. You finished the original. I did. We did finish the original. <laughs> um, and I dropped Sacred Stones, and I finished Path of Radiance, and I played very, very little of Radiant Dawn. It's that's well. So that's why I'm hesitant to buy Advance Wars. Not not because I don't think it's going to be a fun game, but because I have a track record of really enjoying the idea of tactics games, and then mm-hmm. stop playing them i think because the battle sometimes just take too long and it's like oh if i want to play for an hour i get to do one battle honestly that's kind of the reason why i'm buying i'm using the voucher on advance wars and not fire emblem engage Uh, okay because i could do that but i feel like going a different direction with tactics speaking of which there's a new persona 5 tactics game and uh, persona 3 remake is announced wait like a like a Oh, a, an actual remake, like a full uh, like FF7 style remake. That's kind of cool. I wonder why they're deciding on three. Because it's the one like there is basically three Persona games that are made in like the what's recognized and popularized as the modern Persona style. Because yes, Persona one and two just, are completely different games. They're just yeah, it's just three, four and five. Yeah, um, it's they're like, like they're, Persona one and two are just RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Persona 3 is the one that introduced this whole like half social sim social link thing that the series is now known for. And four has gotten a lot of play and five has gotten a lot of play and three hasn't really gotten very much other than like some of its characters being brought up in like the fighting game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It just like four got golden, which has been which was released on Vita and is now like sort of the definitive edition and five has Royal and got its re-release and three doesn't really have a, like a definitive. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Re-release version. So that's cool. I mean, I really liked it. three a lot. That's, that's fun. Yeah. Three is the only one that I've, <laughs> I only, it's the only one that I finished four and five. I got very, very far and never finished it. And then four the, the anime came out and we watched that. And then I was like, well, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I'm going to finish playing the game now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that can happen. Yeah, unlike 5, the the anime for 4 is actually very good. Yeah, we, I didn't watch the fi- the the fifth I wa- I started watching the anime for 5, but the problem is Persona 5 the game is so stylish and so good that the full the the actual anime is a step down in quality. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're That's at wild. that point now where the, the game adaptation is actually of higher quality. Well, it's, it's not the, the original game. You know, the more I think about JRPGs and stuff, I, I, I start to question whether I really love JRPGs or if I just like certain ones or something like because of this. I don't know. So I used to always think and of, given your love for Diablo, like, do you love JRPGs or do you love number go up mechanics? Well, it depends. I don't I don't know. That's what's weird is I think about all of the RPGs that I've played, and I've played a ton, but then 
the number that I've started and gotten really far in and then stopped is actually higher than I realized until we started talking about them like this. Like, like, mm-hmm. w- and, and there's a bunch where I would just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Even games that have amazing stories like Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Like the story in 5 is so good. And, yeah. I, and I loved all the interactions and I would, I would go to bat for the game, but it's like, wait a minute. I haven't even finished it. <laughs> and, I think and, it's very common to have games where like you had a great time with it, but you just didn't have the endurance for it. Yeah, but it's weird to say it's weird. It's weird, I guess, in my head to think about not having the endurance for it when I can, you know, grind a dungeon for 10 hours straight. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But you know what? You know what? Like those I I maintain that those hit different parts of the brain. They do. They absolutely do. Um, For me, like I tend to underestimate the amount of time that I can lose in a sports game. Because <laughs> I talk about not liking to do the same thing over and over and not liking repetition, but I will sit down if I get really hooked and play 30, 40, 50 games of of a of a sports game, which is ostensibly the same thing over and over with slight mm-hmm. variations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually got into a game. I talked about it a little bit with Jesse last week. Um, there's a new early access game that is a hockey roguelike. <laughs> what the f- what what is the name of this game? It is called Tape to Tape. tape and it is tape. it's very like goofy kind of NBA jam style but like more cartoony. <laughs> um I got into it because shut I was listening up. to Shut up. The trailer someone just, just threw their hockey stick at some dude's head. Yes, that is a power that you can have. Yes. Yeah, it's like it is it is very <laughs> silly arcade style hockey. Um the what got me into it is hearing about the first boss fight. Wait, co-op? Yeah. I heard about the first boss fight, which is playing against a team of referees. <laughs> oh, my God. So they can just blow the whistle and you like, so like say you're doing illegal moves. Let me tell you. All right. So there's no like there's no like penalties because you can, you know, throw your stick at people and it's not a big deal. Um, so there's no penalties. There's no offsides. It's a very loose arcadey <laughs> hockey game, but in the game against the referees, here is a list of things that happened within like a 25 second period of time. Okay. Right. So on the, like all of the people, like the five people on the other team, are all like, or they're all wearing the the stripes, the black and white stripes. But yeah. there is also a proper referee, right? Like, there's an actual referee, mm-hmm. like in the in the game, making sure you don't do things like use a grappling hook. Apparently, yes. Um, <laughs> Holy shit, that so, was hilarious. So the referee goes to throw down the puck for the faceoff, throws it over his shoulder to the other team. <laughs> So their team win, like the referee team wins every face off because it's not a face off. He just he just he like just throws it, it. Yeah, he just throws it to them every time. So that happens. Then he starts. Then the proper referee starts like hip checking my players and pushing them out of the way. Then I go down the I go down the ice. I get a good shot off. I score a goal. Referee waves it off. No goal. <laughs> Something was wrong. You're off. Something. No goal. It doesn't count. Oh, my God. Then on the ensuing face off, which is also rigged. 
the referee team goes down, takes a shot. It uh, it pings off the goalpost and bounces halfway down the ice. Referee blows the whistle. Oh, wait, no, that went in. That's goal. That's goal. One nothing. <laughs> so it is just a completely rigged match. So and you so just what, have to you just have to like fight through it. What's what are the what are the the roguelite mechanics then? So there is a couple. Um, there's basically two different paths that you can. Uh, so your main character is your main character. Like you play as a you have like a protagonist character who is basically the leader of this team on every run. Sure, that character can um, level up independently like level up all of his stats and become a better player to start with um as you as you collect currency throughout the uh throughout each run right Mm -hmm. so you start with your you know out of a out of a standard hundred uh you start with a a stat line that's like around like 30 and by the time you've like brought all of your stats up you start at like around 70 and okay. that's to say nothing of like being able to like increase your stats as you go, like within the run. Um, so the way it works is you get your main character who you start with, and then you can pick one other like kind of star tier character to start with. Mm-hmm. And then you get basically three rando kind of low skill bench warmers. Um, and every time you win a match, you get a skill or an artifact that either gives you um, it either gives a particular pet player a power or it gives all players <coughs> or your team in general like a particular ability. For example, um, you can get a lot of the ref cheating mechanics. <laughs> like you can like call your <laughs> Such own. Such as being able to ref. wave off a legitimate goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's OP, though, so you can only use that one time, but also like, you Go know, figure. pay the ref to to make it so that you fix so that you win all the face offs or every player on your team gets like a boost of like plus 15 to all stats for a few seconds when you win a face off or um, all of your bench players get like plus 20 speed for the rest of the run, stuff like that. This this I'm I'm I want this video game. It's a very fun video game. This and it's actually hilarious. like legitimately difficult. Like it, it scales well. Where like the Dio, Jesse just got back, so Dio's having a time. Yeah, so I got I got hooked on this. Um it's still in it's still very clearly in early access. There are some there's a couple bugs here and there, and the content is a little thin. But Well, this seems like a perfect Wait, I mean, like, you know, it's a nice it's a nice wishlist game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, wait to see how it develops. I'm having fun with it now. I've already put like 30 something hours into it. Yeah. If, if I didn't have like a, a million yeah. games to play, I would absolutely think about buying this right now. This looks hilariously fun. I loved NHL 94 and 93 and yeah, yeah. On the Genesis. And this, uh, that's you also this... get uh, each you can get a special like active ability, which can be different for everyone. Uh, one of them is the stick throw. One of them is a um, one of them is a fart. 
which Excellent. just which just like is a area of effect push everything away from you. <laughs> um, Thanks, Mario. One of them is <laughs> one of them, which is difficult to use, but is really fun in theory is a is called the headshot redirect in which oh i you, think i see that i saw that in the trailer where it, where it like you literally slap shot the puck into the face of one of your teammates who redirects <laughs> yeah. it towards the goal yeah okay that's in that's in the trailer yep yeah. yep uh <laughs> one of them is the ability to uh basically like deactivate nearby players by starting a disco <laughs> And they basically, like, have to stand there and dance for, like, three to five seconds. It takes <laughs> your player out, too. So, like, you dance, but then, like, you do it in a crowd of people and they all have to dance, too. Yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's just going to say you take yourself out, but you could take, you know, two or three people of the other team yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's a bunch more that I'm not thinking of that are that are fun. One of them is just straight up a dash. And the, the text on the dash is, like, you know, burn it up like it's 94. And it's like, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows. If you've played a hockey game, like 94 is an important number. So, yeah, it, I've, I've had a lot of fun with that. That's been a very fun. Um, the the nice thing about it is like most of the games are two periods of like two minutes. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you don't you don't have to spend forever playing. Yeah, yeah. You get through a you get through a run in like probably 30 to 45 minutes tops and that's like if you, that's like a complete run that's like if you're if doing you well yeah. yeah um a lot of the there's a lot of challenges and i want to see more added to this as you as they go but there's a lot of challenges where it's like oh you can get a uh you can get a talent or a skill for one of your players if you uh if you beat this kind of like stock team and all literally it's just whoever scores first like uh, whoever that, scores yeah. in the game is over so that goes yeah. like really fast yeah except for this... those times when everyone on your team sucks at shooting because you specced into like speed and checking <laughs> and so instead you're like five minutes in and nobody scored because <laughs> like the 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 shot power and accuracy like, it's so simple. It literally is just like, hey, hold this button to shoot. And then while you're holding it, your player won't move. But then you can use the stick to, like, aim what quadrant of the net you want to shoot for. Oh, cool. Right. And it's not like it's not there's no like crosshair that shows up or anything like that. But like if you, you know, if you hold X or square or whatever you're playing on, um, and then you hit up left, you'll aim for the top left of the of the net. That's what I going to say. Is it, is it basically just if you hold up left, it will go to the. Yeah. OK, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I didn't know if it was going to the fact that I was when you first said it, I, I kind of my excitement waned a minute because like mm, because I was thinking that you would have had to aim it like actually aim a cursor. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's it's just very simply like whatever, whatever, like whatever direction you're holding is like you'll aim for generally that part of the net, which is important because the goalie movements are very exaggerated. So like you can usually tell when you're looking at the goalie, like, oh, there's a little bit of breathing room. Like Here. there's there's more room on this side. So I should aim generally for that part of the net. Sure. And that that has a high rate of success if you have good shot. accuracy. Decent shot. If your yeah. shot accuracy is 20, 
and you're trying to fine tune it for the bottom corner of the net, you're probably shooting it wide. <laughs> right. Right. And like, or if you're, if your accuracy is high, but your shot power is 15, even if you're shooting for the open, if the, for the open part of the net, the goalie has plenty of time to react to it. Mm hmm. But like, generally speaking, if you have decent stats and there's difficulty levels too, so you can just play through on easy and like a lot of that is much easier to go through. Um, it's it just, it feels very good to play like it like this, the actual real hockey mechanics even feel good to feel good to do. Um, and then, you know, you can basically based on the skills that you take, you can make it as silly or as sort of simulation like as you want. Man, I, I, I want to, you know, it's funny. This made me want to play. It has nothing to do with hockey at all, but it made me want to play across the obelisk again because I was playing that a bunch. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. Isn't that made by the people that did uh, Into the Breach? Or am I thinking of something else? I have no idea. Uh, actually, what did they make? Developers. Oh, I made? might be thinking of something else. Empire TV. I don't know. Something a long time ago. No, Across the Obelisk is like a a card battling RPG where you get a party of four. But it's fun because you could play with a friend. So I have a buddy that we play together and we each control two different characters. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Oh, it's, this looks like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, similar to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Except not as dark. Not nearly <laughs> as dark. <laughs> it would be like brightest dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Most colorful dungeon. Yeah, very colorful dungeon. <laughs> didn't the, Hey, didn't the second one... Of that come out? It or was did. it already out and then it was It was in early access and it just hit its full release recently. Ah, okay, okay. I haven't and played it, it at all, but apparently uh, it's pretty good. That's what I was going to ask is if you liked it or not. Apparently like it, it solves a lot of the problems of the first one where like Darkest Dungeon 1, if you, if you like, has this sort of XCOM problem where you can run into like cascade failure. Mm, sure, sure. Or like hey, if your you're, early runs go bad and you start losing characters, it's really difficult to recover from. Or the point blank range twenty uh, percent chance to hit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and two is two is apparently more um, run based, more roguelike. So it it sidesteps some of that. Although oh, I, yeah, I, I guess not everybody loves it, but. It's, yeah, but that's I, to be expected. If you really loved the first one and they did something right. that changed that that idea drastically, people that liked the more because that's a little more hardcore. It's a little more intense. It's a little right, more right. difficult to get into. So if they made it more like accessible in some ways, like so more people can maybe try it out without feeling like a failure or having to follow a specific thing. Yeah, I could see yeah. where that would that would annoy. Uh, yeah, because I mean, like part of the style. thing with Darkest Dungeon is like a lot of that difficulty makes the game feel more oppressive, which sure. is which that, that was the point fits with its its sort of motif. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it is a little bit easier to get into, but I haven't really touched it, so I can't say that for sure. Mm -hmm. I probably will at some point, but it'll probably be years from now, honestly. Well, that, you know, that's a good idea since the last time you played one, you didn't play it after it came out for real, right? Didn't you? Didn't, didn't I you played not? very, very little of Hades once it actually came out and people started talking about it. Yeah. But I had like 120 hours in while it was when in early were, access. When you were still getting killed by the rake at the end of your run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, it's been a month, but would you like to eliminate another game from our... Uh... Oh, I forgot. Yeah. 
Yeah, this yes. one's this one's fun. Um, did you have anything else you'd like to you'd like to speak about? Uh, probably, but it will come up next week, I'm sure. Yeah, that's fair. We we haven't recorded in like a month, and a lot has happened. So I'm I'm certain that I'm leaving something off. But yes, more for later. Um, in the meantime, uh, let me check the timestamp real quick. Cool. Cue the music. Um, Swoggles. I love that Swoggles has a whole narrative for like how the genie is like coming up with new games. <laughs> We're almost through, we're almost through the, uh, the first round. Yeah, the first round. So we have like all of our games revealed. But for now, um, the genie looks around with his magic vision, vision, searching for more games. His vision slides into a bar where two men are arguing over some green table. The genie snaps his fingers. Yes, we have another round. Round six, Daikatana versus pool. Like just straight table <laughs> billiards. <laughs> Like, like the the real version. like actually like not a video game, just an actual, <laughs> just the actual like bar table game. That's not fair. This 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 genie's a cheat. Fun like funny story, like Jesse and I went out on a random walk, and we live in this little community where there's like a they sort of like build a restaurant into like what I'm gonna call like sort of the community clubhouse. Oh, alright, yeah. Um So it's called the GOAT, and it's a chain. There's several of them. Uh we haven't really been to it very much considering it's like five hundred feet from here. Is it is it actually the greatest? No, it's more like they have goat cheese on things. Oh, it's not playing off of no. the acronym? Well maybe it is. Oh, okay. But I feel like it was around before that came into, like, before that became popular. Uh, all right. It's it's clearly themed more around, like, the animal goat. Because they, because there's goat cheese. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So, we've been, uh, I have been, like, trying to work out the last few weeks. Because we got to Germany and I realized that none of my clothes fit me because I put on weight. Oh, yeah. That's, and I'm that's like, oh, that uh, sucks. That's kind of like one of those, hmm, all right. Yeah, it's like, maybe it's time to do something about that. So, yeah, I came back, I've been trying to eat better, I've been working out, I've been, like, not late night snacking as much. Um, trying to do better, but Thursday, um, we had our we had our meal early, and we both realized that we were really hungry. So we went out for a walk, it was like 9 o'clock. And, like, the only thing open around here was the goat. And we were like, let's just walk over there and just get, like, an appetizer or something. Just to snack on it. Just have a just a little spontaneous thing. Go out and get a, a late night snack thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we went there and decided that we didn't really like any of their appetizers. So, we just ordered a pizza. <laughs> and we were in there and we were sitting, like, basically right next to a pool table. Yeah. And did not play it. That's yeah. the story. The story that is that we saw it over there and we talked about it for a minute and we were like, do you want to play? We can play pool. You want to play pool? And and she was like, not really. And I was like, yeah, we kind of both suck at it. Oh, I'm horrible. I don't even like playing uh, uh, billiards. Like, it's not fun. I just have memories of doing it as a kid. Cause my yeah, that's kind of pl- where I'm at, too. <laughs> my, my grandparents had one from like a million years ago in their basement. Oh my that god, is- literally same. <laughs> so we my cousins and that's, I used to and play that's it. where I played. That in darts. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Old people, I guess. 
<laughs> well, my grandmother used to run a bar, so I think it was like literally just a cast off from there. Well, but she still kept it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, no, I don't I've I've never been in a bar or in any situation I'm like, yeah, let's go play pool because I'm terrible at it. And there's always somebody that's really good. Oh, yeah, that's embarrassing. Like it's 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 perfectly fine if you can just screw around and like and like clack some balls around and like everyone sucks <laughs> at it. So it's fine. <laughs> but like when you go and take a shot and miss everything. And then, like, the person you're playing with goes around and takes, like, these five or six precision shots in a row and just starts knocking everything in. It's just <laughs> freaking embarrassing. I was playing. I remember playing one time. The last time I played was probably 13 years ago, and it was at my friend's, their uncle's house, and we were playing. And I was just kind of messing around. And he came over and was, like, trying to teach me, the like, how it works. Like, it's all math and geometry and point. I was like, no, dude, listen, I'm just... It's midnight. I'm just hitting the ball. Like I don't. Just let don't me really hit can't. the ball with the I, stick. I don't care. I don't. You're a, you're a stranger to me. You don't have to teach me how to play pool, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bond with you, Tom. Yeah. But but I don't know this person. I don't want to bond with them. Uh, and so that's that's my experience with pool. But I'm I so <laughs> my last experience. Okay, so technically, I kind of played with um some of my nieces on on jesse's family side because um turns out their grandparents also have a pool table in their basement (laughs) (laughs) um and the kids wanted to play so but they're like you know six i'll play pool with some kids because they're so like (laughs) i see like i'm kind of playing but i'm mostly just like holding the back end of the stick that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm I'd and like, like helping, like helping that or like holding the holding the front end of it so that they can hit the ball without like scratching the table. Yeah, and then they just kind of like push the stick. I don't mean that I would like play for real with kids. I mean, it would be fun to yeah. play poorly with kids because that's yeah. about my level. <laughs> so that's cute. Like that's yeah. a that's a cute thing. Um, <laughs> so I did that a couple years ago. And then before that, like Jesse and I played in Niagara Falls. All right. Because there just happened to be a pool table in an arcade we were hanging out in. We were like, sure, why not? We oh, were there maybe... for an anniversary trip and we just fooled around with it and we both sucked. So <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like, keep Daikatana. I don't care. I, if I we lose Daikatana, you... we lose all the Daikatana memes and the actually decent Game Boy Color game. That that's that would be the. That that is a very big loss, and as terrible as it is, I I, I still get a kick out of that old Daikatana song. That I know the one takes all the dialogue out of context. Yep, um, suck it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, come on, losing that would be losing that would be sad for me because it's just like the dumbest shit ever that it exists for real. <laughs> if we lose Daikatana, the world will never know. That there was a player named, there was a character named Superfly Johnson. That's true. And Superfly, <laughs> wait, what, what is Superfly saying? don't use. Superfly don't use. <laughs> I mean, no, you can't lose Daikatana. What, what is, what is it up against? Do we know what it, this, this. In the next round? Yeah. Um, I think, did we say we were going to kill Spore or E.T.? Spore. Because remember that was, we, we talked about how nobody cares about Spore. Yeah. So E.T. Oh, man, E.T. or Daikatana. Both Ooh. games where we don't actually care that much about the game, but we want to preserve the memes. Yeah, yeah, because then nobody remembers them. 
that that would be a fun conversation to have. But yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Daikatana's got to got to make it through. All right. As, as I, I feel bad for the the pool people because I feel like there's some people that really enjoy it and nobody really cares about Daikatana. But I you enjoy know what the you know what's it. cool about pool pool trick shots are cool. Yeah, like yeah. people who are really good at pool, like that can be fun to watch. Let's, some, let's of that, some of that stuff is like defiant of like <laughs> logic and physics. All of the trick shot stuff is fun. Like anyone that does those, like let's bounce it around the room twenty times so it lands in a small cup in the corner. Like, yeah, all yeah. All that stuff is fun to see. Even I've, I you know, I, I tend to stay away from the the like the those kinds of shared videos. But there's there's been a few times where like I watch like a five minute compilation trick oh, shot. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I totally get hooked by that <laughs> like, from oh, time to time as well. That's pretty neat. <laughs> my my uh my latest one is this guy who does the uh like takes the phone calls from scammers and just like waste their time and meme oh, and memes used, on them. Like a year and a half ago I watched that there's a dude who streams it on Twitch. Um mm. And then he puts the YouTube videos, like he puts up videos too. But I yeah. watched him do it on Twitch live for, God, what was his name? Uh, the one I've been watching, I think, is Kit Boga. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. That, I, I watched him um, a couple years ago and I got really into it for, I don't know, like two weeks where I was watching a lot of, watching him do it a lot. And I was like, oh, it kind of repeats itself. And so it became less yeah. interesting. But it I'm already really... started. I've watched like three of them and I've started to see some like, some, some commonalities. Yeah, but it's it's it was very fun. So I fell down that same rabbit hole. That's that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's totally a, it's totally a thing where um, you just like something comes up on your feed in YouTube, and it's like I would watch that. You know what? I got ten minutes to burn. <laughs> I'll watch that. That's kind of fun. Thanks, thanks, algorithm overlords. And then once you watch it once, the algorithm's like, got them. Feed them twenty five more of those. Let's make them more intense too, like, <laughs> do, like, cause, uh, so I watched a few of those, and then it was you four might like consecutive this one. hours, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they get more intense. Yeah, like, like there was the one that I watched that kind where I sort of stopped was where the dude was letting him access his computer so he could have access to his, their computer, and then he yeah. did a bunch of like malicious stuff to all their stuff, and I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of funny because it's they're like bad people, but then you're just as bad as them in some way. So then I lost interest in it. Like, like then I was like, Oh no, this is too extreme for me. And then I stopped yeah, watching yeah, it yeah. and I watched a little bit more of the, 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 the kit Boca guy. And then I was like, yeah, I'm good. I got, yeah. I got my fill. Yep. Oh, uh, so what? All if, right. Let's talk we, about castle delusion for 10 minutes. I was going to say, how do we transition again? I forget. I did sponsors. <laughs> we have sponsors again. Oh, Hey, it's still just Spotify, but still they're paying sponsors. us sponsors. All right, so Sega made a game, and it had Wait, Mickey Mouse I, in it. May, may I just say, we, 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 we're going to have an illusion of a video game podcast <laughs> this week. <laughs> Is it an illusion because it's actually just like a casual let's catch up with each other podcast, and then we just like throw in some video game stuff at the end? I'm dead serious. I don't have more than like 10 minutes worth of stuff to talk about with this. The most interesting thing... I have to say about Castle of Illusion is that I like the second one because it was co-op and I played it with uh, Matt all the time. That's cool. And that that's that was fun. And Here's then I the played, thing. Yeah. Like, Castle of Illusion is good. Yeah. It's good. Like, people who have good memories of it who were like, oh, man, that game was really good. They're right. Totally. Like, this is a 
totally like this is in that era of like licensed Disney video games where they outsourced it to other companies, mostly Capcom. But this one's this one's Sega. And it's it's totally serviceable. It, it looks good. It's got some good music, some annoying music. Um, I think the boss. Pl- I think the boss fights are kind of a highlight. D- yeah. Did, did, uh, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Did you end up playing on which difficulty? I don't remember, so probably normal. Yeah, because <laughs> I messed around with it on the the um, the what was it? The Genesis Mini when that came out like four or five oh, years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'll just play on easy. And I forgot it was in that era where you get to the boss and it's like, oh, just kidding. Try again. <laughs> now try to be a real gamer. Now try to be a real Mickey Mouse. All right. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about playing on easy because I didn't care that much about it, and I was like, no, nah, I don't trust it. No, good call. Absolutely good call. The there's so it's it's kind of interesting to look back at the early Disney games because mm-hmm. they're all they're all pretty solid. They really are. Like it, there's not I mean, they're not all incredible, but there are very few stinkers. No, like if if you got this video game in, in ninety, I think it came out in ninety. I think um, that's right. Uh, like cr- around Christmas, then is like you'd be you'd be you'd be chilling if you if you yeah. like platforming games. This mm-hmm. was this was a, this was a good game. There, there's it's got that nice uh, it's got that nice Mickey butt stomp like almost Ducktales pogo. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, effect. man, you lo- and you fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really satisfying. It is. Um. Yeah, it's got like the the rope swinging mechanics and some other stuff. Everything kind of works the way it feels like it should. Like your your jump has a nice long set. It's like a little floaty, but it feels like it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like it's designed around that. Stages are challenging, but not like unfair. Um, I will say that the difficulty curve of the game in general is not very high, but I did no. game over a couple times because it's not forgiving at all. No, yeah, no, it's it's. It's not a hard, like, it's not a particularly difficult game, but it's not, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's pretty easy. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's approachable. Like, you can, you can it's, definitely just okay. play the game. I, just, I think I know how to explain it. It is, it is a fairly easy game with yeah. a very, very low margin for error. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Like, it's easy. It's, it's like. It's fairly easy to not make a mistake in most cases, but if you do make a mistake, like you can't make very many mistakes. Mm-hmm. You have you start with like two or three lives, and it's full game over back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are I mean there are stages where you are jumping on platforms and over you know instant death pits. So potentially you can go through twenty minutes of the game perfectly and just miss a jump three times, and that's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, I also love the the, you know, ever since we started talking about when, when I think when we played Earthworm Jim and yeah. we found out that it was remade for Master System uh-huh. um, in Brazil. Yes, I, I always get a kick out of seeing what games were were put on the Master System. I'd and, be shocked if this wasn't one of them. Yeah. Oh, no, this is definitely one of them. Well, there's like a trilogy, I think, of the Mickey Mouse platforming games that were put on that were yes. all uh, part of the Master System because this game actually was. On Game Gear 2. Yeah, there's like four games that came out in the 90s with the Illusion moniker. And I don't know how many of them are remakes or ports and how many Ah, of them are genuinely new games. 
Me neither. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, that's when when we when you talked about playing this game, I was like, oh yeah, that one's cool. That's co-op, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that's Castle of Illusion. And this no, is, this one's Castle of Illusion. That that one's uh, Tower of Illusion. Ta- is it like I think there's a Tower of Illusion. Oh, maybe it's Tower. Yeah, Jesus, I don't even know. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. Part of the Illusion series. Okay, Castle of Illusion, World of Illusion, Land of Illusion, Legend of Illusion. Oh, it must be World of Illusion because it's got Donald Duck. Yes, that sounds right. Oh yeah, that's it. That game. Yeah, that game was really cool. Yeah, no, I like that one. That was yeah. that was that was a very fun game. Yeah, and then Land of Illusion is um, Master System and Game Gear. Mm, okay. Legend of Illusion is released for the Game Gear in 1995. With a Master System version released in Brazil in 1998. <laughs> there you go. As ever. <laughs> I have such a new love for, for the Master System. Just I kind of do they're... too. Like, we should play more Master System games. Like, even if they're not, like, Brazilian... <laughs> yeah. Even if they're not, like, Brazilian downports. <laughs> you know what I want to play is uh, um, Wonder Boy? Is that what it is? That's not yeah, right. yeah, no, yeah. Wonder Boy's the. Is it? I think that's Wonder? on. Uh, that's on the Switch Genesis yeah, thing now, isn't it? Yeah, there's there's all kinds. There's like twelve of them. Oh yeah, I, I think was was it Wonder Boy three or four or something like that? Well, there's one that's like Monster World four is another one I want to play because my understanding. Oh, is maybe I'm thinking of that. I don't know. But I get those. those I get both series. of those and Alex Kid confused. Yeah. Oh, that, wait. Never mind. I had an idea for a game that we can talk about on the podcast, but. It, but we'll do that on a podcast when we talk about it. Yeah, I just yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I like let's let's run through this real quick. Yeah, please. Because like I, it's good. It's forgettable, but like it wouldn't be forgettable if I'd played it when I was ten, right? I would remember it very fondly if I if I played it when I was ten, because it's, it's it's all there. Like it's you know you you bounce on things. You got the pogo jump. There's that one cool stage that has the inverted gravity trick. That's real oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of stages that are designed really well um, that have like some neat little mechanics to it. There's one there's that one where you kind of climb up and then you hit the thing at the top and it makes everything like all the stairs turn into a slope and you have to yeah, kind of run down the slope in, in Toyland, I believe. Yeah. Um, they 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 pull the uh, the Indiana Jones running from the giant thing a couple times, <laughs> except it appears to always be a giant apple. Well, yeah, you can't you can't crush Mickey with a rock. Actually, there is a rock in another stage, I think. Oh man! So wait, yeah, it's, who's, it, like who's the boss in this? Is there's it, is a miserable miserable miserable, and, and apparently okay. her whole thing is that she's an evil witch and she's unhappy and she misery loves company so anytime that she sees people having a good time she's like fuck that fair she just looks she kind of just looks like maleficent and she's so no 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 not maleficent the witch from snow white no no that too but look at this look hold on i was gonna say there's two there's like two different versions of her the art here oh look at really this. Well, look at this wiki. That, that, here she looks like Maleficent. Oh, she totally does look like Maleficent there. But then in the other art, she looks like the the Sleeping Beauty one. Or the Snow White. Or, yeah. Maleficent is a Sleeping Beauty one. Yeah, yeah. You know what this is? Is uh, there was a remake of Castle of Illusion in 2013. Oh, and it made it. it, it and made she her, like, looks like she looks like the uh, 
the uh, the old witch, the Snow White witch in that one. Because I actually, it's been a month since I played this. Yeah. So I actually this morning pulled up a Let's Play to like refresh my memory of it. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, I was doing a workout while I was watching it. And it just kind of auto-played into the next thing, which was a Let's Play of the remake. And so I watched like some of the opening cutscenes and stuff for the remake. And I was like, oh, she looks totally different there. Yeah, they had to make her, they had to make, she looks way, I don't know, more like the, like a, they like, they like sexified her. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, because before yeah, she's like Yeah, why do the evil old... witches always have to be so hot? <laughs> like, like, that's what they did. They're like, nah, we don't want her to be an old lady. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. And also like, vaguely Catholic. Yeah, I can see it. Like, like specifically around the face, because she's got like the framing, like the like a nun's habit. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you can't like see any of the 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 hair or like the sides of her face or anything. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Disney's got things. They, it, they... It's really strange because in some of the artwork for the new video game, it, she looks just. I I I would have said that's Maleficent if I didn't know it's yeah Miserable. Huh. Yeah. I forgot that there was a remake. Was it? Is it cool? Like, is is the remake? It looks it? like it is basically like kind of a shot for shot remake, uh, just okay. to, like obviously updated. But then they also have uh, voice acting and like a narrative, and they're going into the story a little bit more. And oh, all right. But like gameplay wise, it looks basically the same, just you know, cleaner. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't know that they really have to change that much here. Like the the game is fine. It's not anything that like stands out as being special but it's super solid if you wanted to play a mickey mouse game in 1990 you had it mm-hmm. yeah like it was a good game it stands up to anything that like capcom or virgin put out for disney in the 90s the my my favorite it's better than mickey mouse capade I which actually that. is one of those aforementioned stinkers uh, yeah i never played that one yeah it sucks the one i played the most was actually mickey mania I don't there's a couple that I played a lot of and there's two that are very similar to each other and I don't remember what they're called but I thought this was one of them and it's not um they were both on SNES and they involve getting like they involve getting like a a set of um you get like certain powers, like you become a wizard in one. And at one at one point, you just get like a, a vacuum cleaner power up. Oh, that sounds sweet. Is it Magical Quest? It might just be Magical Quest. Mickey Mania has some really good sprite work. I'm looking through a... a it might be Magical of... Quest. Which... Yeah, you... Now that I'm looking at it is like so obviously Capcom. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Like a lot of this reads kind of like a ghouls and ghosts game. Let me see. Mickey. Magical quest. Oh, I do remember this box art. I remember this box art at the at the at the at the the local video store. Yeah, and I feel like there might be like I feel like there was probably a couple of them, and I just played oh, several of them. 
This is seriously. Oh, this this just looks like a re like a fan reskin of Ghouls and Ghosts, right? Even what? the music sounds the same. The first boss, I'm guessing, is the first boss. It's just like this flying demon thing that spits out flying demon baby things. Yep. Tell me, this is this is seriously just Ghouls and Ghosts. I'm I'm good with it. What the hell is this boss? It's like they took Pete and turned him into a snake. That's rad. Maybe we should play this game. What the hell is this video game? Yeah, maybe we should. Um, it's Disney handing the keys to Capcom and being like, do what you want. Yeah, this is wild. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are the games. These are the Mickey Mouse games that I played and actually liked quite a bit. Yeah, this 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 very much seems like a game that you would have enjoyed. It looks it looks pretty. This looks fairly difficult. I like I remember. Yeah, I don't know if I beat them like I never owned them. They were definitely rent games, but they were like rent multiple times games. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I made it all the way through them. Might be fun to try. Uh, yeah, I, w I would. I would play magical. The magical quest starring Mickey Mouse. Sick. We should. We'll do that some other time. Yeah, we should. We should stop talking about. We should end the podcast. Yeah, honestly, I want to go play Chain Echoes. Yeah, I'm gonna go play Diablo Four. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Have a great week.